Hello and welcome to Hold On I Know This, your weekly podcast destination for quirky information, puzzles, and games. This is episode two, and I'm your host, Nick. I'm Benedict. And I'm Mark. Christopher is not able to be here with us today because he had a other scheduling issue, but... Um, he will be uh, missed, though. He will be very Deeply. missed. Before we start, I want to talk about something that I found. There's this thing in... Um, it's it was a uh, inspired off of Mount Rushmore, but it's called President's Park. Have you guys ever heard of President's Park? No. no. It's it's in Williamsburg, Virginia. But basically, what happened is it started in 2014 and had to close because of lack of visitors in 2010. But it was uh, the main feature of the park were these giant, 18 to 20 foot tall busts of presidents. Okay. That's all it was Busts, in eh? the in a field. <laughs> Peaked my interest. Busts, <laughs> <laughs> busts of pre- you can look it up if you want to. It's um. It's a uh, basically it was just like tall, eighteen to twenty foot tall busts of presidents. But what happened is that it was it was basically on a path through this park, and the presidents would be aligning <laughs> the path, and he would walk through this this field basically. But what happened in two thousand ten is that they actually came to life and destroyed. <laughs> they oh, rose crap. out of the ground like the Easter Easter Island heads yes. or something. But it's like basically since no. there was no no visitors that went to this park, they ran out of money in two thousand ten, and they moved them. Pretty sure they moved them just like a, a couple miles away. But they had to move them all individually on trucks. Okay. So these big giant busts are on these flatbed truck things going. And they had to relocate them, and right now they're in a field, right out of uh, Salem, Virginia. Just, but they're like, they look so creepy now. They're like ghostly white figures that are like, all rusting and falling apart, and they look like, they look like zombies, rising so out of the somewhere ground. in Virginia there is a field. It's awful. It's it's, it's like the presidential Stonehenge of America. <laughs> they're all facing each other. <laughs> it's some so sort of much elegant. It's like if you look them up, there's like the, it looks like they're crying because the that's rained on them and they're rusted and oh. but they're hollow inside. So they're like as are like we the, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty <laughs> it's, it's like um, my existential dread moment. <laughs> it's like this. It's like made them like the Statue of Liberty, where like it's just like a a rib cage kind of structure inside, and and it's all they're just falling apart. Like noses have fallen off. Like entire backs of heads have fallen off. And they look like zombies. It's it's ridiculous. It's just terrifying. But Thanks, but America. right now it's like they're in a field, that's just overgrown. So it's just murky and foggy and weird and creepy and stuff. That anyone can go to. Anyone can go to Anybody it. Anybody can go to it. I'm gonna show you. What really. It um, so, and they have no plan of where no. these busts are going to be going next. They're just going to be just no. They just leave them there. They're just leaving them. As far as I'm aware, they're leaving them there. They're and not going to do anything with them. The reason why they had to shut down because of no visitors was because it was outside of Williamsburg, Virginia, but just too far away from all the touristy things. Yeah. That um, they couldn't keep it up at all. That you would just walk around and, and view the, the president's busts, and then they just made no money, so they, they moved them somewhere else, and they're just like this creepy graveyard of, like, giant, okay, giant headstones, basically. Yeah. Like, they're huge. I'm just imagining, like, it's Hall terrifying. of Presidents at Disney, but mm-hmm. um, made by the creators of Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, pretty much d- what it's d- like. didn't everybody make a... Everybody was making a big deal about how uh, President Trump, he's now in the Hall of Presidents over at Disney, and that was creepy, but yeah, that's creepy. Isn't that that's weird? That's really weird. 
It's so You're going to have to post this up somewhere. Oh, yeah, I'm going to post for... the pictures on, okay. on Facebook and stuff. <coughs> but it's like... Yeah, because our conversation really doesn't do it justice, but those pictures... It's, it's like that... What's that... Um, it's like in Japan or China where they have all the soldiers in the ground, I think. And China. They're like, China yeah. And they're just like, there's the soldiers. It's like that, except it's presidents just standing there in the ground. It's like they all, it's like they're all standing there, but the grounds come up and they're stuck. They're all buried, <laughs> buried yeah. alive sort of looking like. And the only reason so, I know that I'm, I'm just remembering that part from Dragon and Bruce Lee's story where one of them comes to life <laughs> and he's fighting them because he's, you know, trying that's to what it's like. fight his own demons figuratively and literally. They're totally going to come to life. Well, now I'm going to have to go visit that Yeah, place. you got to. When, next time you go to Virginia. Take a creepy selfie with them. Go there. <laughs> I think that Abraham Lincoln has, like, hit the whole back of his head's gone. Ooh. Like, so, like, it's, so it's true it's, to life. It, it, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow. Except they're huge. Other so, than that, how no. is the play, Mrs. Lincoln? I mean, that's what yeah. you're going to be asking, so. <laughs> well, I've been, um, I've been brushing up on my mythology recently. Oh. I, love I found an interesting series to, to watch. And, um... So I learned a, a Greek story that I didn't know before. Um, it's about Iphigenia. Have you ever heard of Iphigenia? Iphigenia, no. no. Okay. Um, no, it's a person. It's uh, Iphigenia is um, it was uh, a, a, the daughter of a king, right? And so the king was fighting in a war, but the gods had uh, they didn't like him very much, so they had stopped the wind from blowing. So his army, his army of ships couldn't leave port and go and sail into battle. Okay. So, he sends for his wife and daughter, mm -hmm. uh, daughter's name is Iphigenia, okay. and um, says, uh, you're going to get married to the greatest soldier um, that we have. And so Iphigenia's like, oh my goodness, really? Mm -hmm. So, gets all excited, gets dressed up, they travel, they go all the way to wherever it is they're meeting him, I forget. And, um, and she sees this soldier, um, I believe it was Hector that she saw, and he was glistening with sweat and, you know, ripped muscles. Yeah. And so she falls in love, and she's just standing there smiling at him, and he, he sees her smile and comes over and says, so who are you? And so he doesn't have any idea that they're getting married. Right. So she bursts into tears, runs away, doesn't know who she's actually here to marry. So they lead her um, up this pyre, or this, uh, this altar, I guess, where there are five, like, kings, elderly men, all standing up there, and she's like, oh my goodness, which of these old bastards am I going to actually end up marrying? <laughs> right, right. Um, they blindfold her, what? And, uh, and then he slits her throat. Whoa! And says, psych, you're not getting married at all. You're dying to appease the gods. It's the rudest way. So, yeah, that is not the worst thing. So she made the terrible mistake of trusting her father that she was going to live a happy life. Very Game of Thrones-ish. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. I yeah, think there's... this came first. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> In fact, if you even go through history, there's a lot of double, triple crosses, a lot of family oh, betrayals. Yeah. That's that's par for the course, especially if you're in some sort of a uh, royal, monarchical uh, setup, right? I mean, that, that would basically be what it is. Right, right. Well, uh, the show that I was watching was talking about how marriages were basically... Um, uh, agreements between families. It yeah. wasn't had anything to do with love or anything like that. No, no, like, of course yeah, not. Okay, we won't attack your people, but you got to give us your daughters as a wife for my son or something right. like that. In order to strengthen our army where families have to align, they have to right. forge an alliance. So, become yeah. one. So that's that was pretty terrible That's crazy. Yeah, uh, I, I've, I've been um, obviously obsessed with the 
Oscars because the Oscar nominations came out this past Tuesday and I've been able to I'm, I'm very very happy to say that because of movie pass which I would highly recommend that yes. either one of you check out because yes. you get to watch as many movies as you want one movie a day as long as it's not 3d or IMAX per day and you pay seven bucks ten bucks a month I thought it was ten dollars a month. My, I, my brother-in-law just did that. Yeah, he's loving it. I like, got the annual pass, and it's ninety dollars for the year. Which, if you think about it, if you're going to our local theater, the Cobb, and you're paying ten dollars a ticket, sorry, dog. Uh, if you're paying ten dollars a ticket, it will give you the ability to watch all these movies. And so, I've seen seven of the best picture nominees this year, which is crazy. Um, if you will allow me to hit, uh, to if you guys will keep talking, I'm gonna put the dog in the back. Okay. So we apologize for the barking. So hold on one second. Well, that's cool. Cause like the movie pass, um, I know my brother-in-law did it, and he's he's he thinks it's great. I haven't heard anything about this movie pass. It's ten dollars a month, and are we getting paid by movie pass? Pretty much, about? maybe. <laughs> maybe it's like, but you do ten dollars a month, and you can like. See as many, pretty much. You see like three movies a day, but it's like you see as many movies as you want to. Like movies that are out right now. You go. You can go to the movie theater, and the, if they accept Movie Pass, which I think oh. most movie theaters do, you can see the movie, and you it's for free. That's if you're part of the movie. That's pretty really awesome. Which is so cool, because it's like. But I think a lot of people were like worried that people wouldn't pay the movie theater anymore. There's like some kind of like, is this gonna be? Effective as it well, it's gonna mean that the people can actually afford to get concessions at the movie theaters now, so they're still that gonna make sense. their money. Yeah, that makes sense. You, know, you guys don't like paying twelve dollars for popcorn? <laughs> no. If I got a free movie ticket, yeah. maybe I would like that. Because it's because I think that's that was the first controversy about it, is that like is it gonna take money away from the theater because you're paying money somewhere else? Yeah. But I think that's not. No, you still have the $20 that you brought to the theater. Well, now yeah. they've, they, they've started. In fact, they the, the company MoviePass has actually announced that they're starting to pull back out of certain movie theaters. Like, I know that there's a relatively large one that's in New York City right now that my friend Larry Lesher even said, yeah, I tried going over there, and you pull it up on your app and select the theater and the movie that you want to see at the corresponding time, but in order for them to be able to make money, they've actually pulled out because, you know... $10 a movie here in Lakeland, Florida versus yeah. $20 in New York City. Yeah. So they're starting they're starting to get a little discernment as far as which theaters they're actually going to collaborate with, which I'm in the personal mindset that if I've paid $90 for the year right now, I've got six more movies to go and then it's going to start paying for itself so that I can actually get my money's worth before it decides to go, you know, under or yeah, it doesn't it, it doesn't seem like it's a sustainable business model, you would think. But they've yeah. already gotten a million subscribers, and I think they did it faster than Netflix got a million subscribers really? upon its inception, yes. Because it wow. seems like such well, a good deal, sense. but that's what makes it seem unrealistic. Yeah. Right, it's too good to be true, yeah. but I'm telling you, it works, and for right now, I'm just taking advantage of it. Like I said, I've seen seven out of the best uh, uh, nine Best Picture nominees, which is crazy, because normally I'm just like, oh, I'll wait until I can get it. Uh, yeah. Illegally on yeah. streamer or download no, or no. this or that. I would never <laughs> don't want anybody to do that, but I happen to do I that. I feel like, oh no, what's my phone doing? <laughs> my I, I had the buzzer on there. I got the go buzzer, by the way. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah we got to hear the buzzer then. <laughs> I gotta, okay, let's see if I can open up the buzzer. 
It wants it's you to it's wish. It's wanting to do a, a wish thing. No, I skipped the ad. <laughs> skipping the ad. You have to buy the no, buzzer. No, I don't want the app. No, go away. Oh, that's so perfect. Okay, just push the goat. <laughs> wow. That is okay. an ad-filled app, though. That is that is terrifying. It's essentially a goat's face on a phone, and it's screaming. It's wonderful. And the longer wow. you push your finger yes, to it, the longer, the longer I keep that my it finger pushed down until an advertisement pops up. And just as a reminder, because the Oscars will be happening next Sunday. I, I feel like the movie pass makes it easier to watch the Oscars. Because you can actually participate and yeah. watch the movies that are in the Oscars. Like, instead of being like, I saw yeah, that one times, movie. Yeah. That's the only one I want to win because yeah. that's the only one, it's the only one I, I saw at all. Like, I want X-Men to win because it was so great. No, that didn't come out. You could probably... <laughs> well, actually, no. I take it back. I think Logan... Well, actually, wait. I don't even know why I'm saying that. I think. Movie I saw. Because I know... Best... Adapted screenplay. Scott Frank, James Mangold, and Michael Green for Logan. Yeah. Logan got nominated. I heard that was, like, the most aggressive... It's... It's, it's alright. Most it's, intense... X-Men movie so far. It's probably the it. best X-Men movie, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So it was alright. Right. I don't even remember the last movie I saw. Wow. Maybe I'll do Movie Pass and then I can see more movies. But, you know... It makes sense. It's like a gym membership. If you don't use it, they're still going to take $10 out of your account, so... <laughs> you well, that it, makes sense. I need to go wisely. see movies anyway. Yeah. Okay, so, um, so my obsessed uh, section is... Okay, so... I was really excited to find out that that all the Harry Potter movies are now on HBO. Okay. I was I got HBO now at home. So I saw that, um, and all of them are on there. All eight movies are on HBO. Mm -hmm. I was very excited. So I started watching all of them again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're just promoting anything and everything here. <laughs> on Hold On, I Know This. Stop. I gotta turn the volume down. Maybe I'll just turn it down. I've never seen any Harry Potter movies. What? Whoa. Not a one. What? Well, don't call my mom because she will have you get on her Kindle account and you will... Oh, no, no, no. I, I listen to all of the books. I yeah. have them, but I've done it in reverse. I've actually been on the Warner Brothers London studio tour of Harry yes. Potter. Our friend Mandy Stop. opened the doors to whatever it is. Hogwarts... Uh, no. The, like the Great Hall. Like the Great Hall. Yeah, she did all that. We were there. It's uh, it's friggin' amazing. It's so much detail and so much work has but gone. But you have no context. For no, it. you're like, wow, this is a cool room. I know he who Maybe shall you not be could named. Write a whole series of books based <laughs> off of this place. I, I know, I know he who shall not be named. I know he's he's uh, terrible. He's I know that guy. Hans Gruber got a side gig teaching uh, kids over at the academy That's and right. um, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the academy, at the academy, yeah, for very special. Children. Now, that's now I have a magician's wand. Oh, her, her. Yeah. That has a little light bulb at the end of it that, right. that lights up. And, and if you go to Universal Studios, you can make things happen with your fancy you little stick. Oh, nice. It's yeah. a plastic one. Pricey, <laughs> That's a battery. They are so pricey. Pretty pricey. They cost like $100 for... But they're for, cool. Like, I have one. the non-magical ones. You know, I I, I have the elder one, but I so. can't afford it because it's so expensive. You don't even know you what the that elder means. I don't. I don't it's know what that means. It's a very old wand. Butterbeer is delicious. Elder. I do know it's that. Not the eldest. Elder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so all of all of Harry Potter's on HBO right yeah. now. 
I, Pamela was the same way. My wife, Pamela, um, she had never read them, and so she started reading the first one. She said she was having trouble getting through it, and she requested that I read it to her. So I've been oh, that's reading, nice. okay. Call I've been reading the Harry Potter series to her in my British accent, because that's oh, the only way to read Harry Potter. Man, look authentic. at you. It's authentic. Right? Yeah, books on tape. Look at you, man. I actually really just, like reading out loud, though. It's, you should actually contact Audible and or Kindle and and get a job doing that. I'm sure anyone can. You do could that. totally yeah. do that. That would be so much fun. I finally got into that show Ozark on Netflix. Ooh. Finally got into it because at first I was like, "This is just a weird show." I I didn't really get it at first, but I stuck with it because I feel like you gotta get through the pilot. Pilot's usually the worst. And then it gets better from there. Mm -hmm. You know the kind of character that Jason Bateman, the main actor in, in the show, and Laura Linney's also mm -hmm. in it. She's great. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's almost kind of like smarmy, sarcastic in pretty much every single role, which works because that's his niche. But in this show, he does it and it works half the time. And then the other half, it wor it, it fails spectacularly. And yeah, okay. it, it's, realistic. it's too... too almost gory proportions. It's like Breaking Bad in Missouri. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's what they so you take like a, I just love it when they take <laughs> actors that are typically comedic, funnier type actors and to put them in this... And he, he direct. I think he writes it also. And yeah. I'm sure he's a writer. So, so he's put himself into this role that is just so the opposite of what anybody's expecting expecting him to do. Yeah. And it's fantastic to watch. There's a constant sense of dread and mm -hmm. and doom over the entire show. I mean, there's certain little hints here and there of uh, levity being broken up, but you should watch it, Ben. I might it's give really it a go. Good. I would yeah. suggest it and recommend it to everyone to watch. Yes. It is so. It's better. After you get through like the first episode, because the first episode's a little weird, it's a little jarring, right? How it. how soon did you start realizing? Because there's the there's the opening scene, and then there's the four icons. Yeah. When you started, like, what do they keep show? Oh, now I get it, right? Yeah. It was like I don't I don't quite understand the icons yet. Episode two or three for me, but in in each of those, there's there's a cross, like a mm -hmm. like a plus cross, and then there's different pictures in each opening of the cross and each icon represents something that's alluded to in the episode that you watch. Yeah. Um, I think uh, my obsession kind of runs over from, uh, from my fact, which is mm -hmm. mythology, because I watched this whole series about myths and, and things like that. And um, what I did learn more about that I had, I kind of had a, an idea of before, but I uh, got a more solid idea of today, or not today, this week, was um, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Have you ever heard yes. of this book? Yes. Yes. Joseph Campbell, was, so he was like uh, obsessed with the mythology and he read all these different myths from many, many different cultures and he started noticing there's a pattern, there's um, a certain steps that every hero has to take in order to achieve Isn't that also you know, their called, goal. Is, sorry, isn't that also called the... Hero's Journey. The Hero's Journey, yeah. Okay. yeah that's okay. exactly what he calls it, yeah. So the book that he wrote is called The Hero with a Thousand Faces, of course, meaning that it's the same hero, essentially, in every single story. Um, but it's really interesting because uh, every... And, and then, of course, I was watching Moana. Well, Pam was watching <laughs> Moana when I got home. So I started watching it, and I had all this stuff on my mind. So as we're watching, and I'm pointing out, oh, this is where he meets 
or she meets the you know the wise mage who's mm-hmm. going to give her the information that she needs to start her journey. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Oh, this is where she goes into the other world or the underworld, and uh, she meets her companions and has to follow these steps in some form or another. Here's your low point. Here's your rock bottom. No, no, no pun intended with Moana, because I know the rock. <laughs> Yeah, they have various trials along the way that each teach them something new, Mm -hmm. and they meet people that give them certain things that will help them along the way. And then there's the final battle. After they've come out of the um, other world already, there's the final battle with the real foe. It showed a really good example, which was Star Wars, Mm -hmm. where you start off in a desert, nothing's going on, you meet Obi-Wan, oh my goodness, there's this thing called the Force, magic. You go off into space, you run around a little bit with yeah. your friend Han Solo, and then you come back and you have a big party celebrating the new world order. But the hero's journey, that's interesting. Yeah, I never even, I never even just thought about it in that story way. that I see yeah. now. Okay, this is episode two, and for this episode, we are going to do the theme, whoops. <laughs> So everything is about like mistakes, misunderstandings, things like that. And I guess I'll go first. Are we keeping score for these? I'm going to keep score this time. Okay, all right. I'll keep score this time. Okay. My game is, it's it's a little weird, but there's a theme to this entire round. Okay? Okay. So so I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, and the theme... I'm gonna have. I'm gonna ask you like, what is the theme to all of these? What do all of these things have in common? Oh, okay. Okay. This is gonna be all uh, movie quotes. I'm gonna say a movie quote, and I need you to tell me where the movie quote has come from. Okay. So if I said, "Do you feel lucky, punk?" What is that from? Um, that Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry is <laughs> correct. That's what I was. Thinking. Oh, that was. I thought that was an example. Well. It was. For real. It's, it is an example. Okay, so now it's the real thing. It's the now real thing right now. Now it's the real thing. Okay. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> I wouldn't have just shouted it out. I would have hit my Trump buzzer. It's okay. I had the peanut gallery moment last week, so that's... That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. All right, so that was an example. Uh, number one is... Luke, I am your father. We have a person no who doesn't ben? have a clue. <laughs> um, that is from Star Wars. That is from Star Wars. Okay, next... I love the smell of napalm in the morning. It smells no like victory. Mark? That would be Apocalypse Now. That is correct. Miss Robinson, are you trying to seduce we me? We don't win any no more drugs. Ben? <laughs> That's from The Graduate. That is right. Next is, if you build it, they will come. I love China. No more drugs. Ben? <laughs> Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams is correct. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest no of more them drugs. all? Mark? That would be Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is correct. We're gonna need a bigger boat. No more drugs. <laughs> Mark? That would be Jaws. Jaws is right. This is the last one. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore, Toto. I beat China all the time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that would be from the Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz is correct. Okay, so... Out of all of those, yeah. what is the theme that puts them all together? Oh, do we buzz in for this one? You can, yeah. Sure. I am officially running for President of the United States. I love that one little shriek you hear. <laughs> I think it's a streak of fear. Yeah. That's how I interpret that. <laughs> um, are they all misquoted? They are all misquoted quotes. They are. They're So basically, 
these are what everyone thinks they say in the movie. Yeah. They're not actually the line from the movie. Yeah. So, for instance, with Dirty Harry, do you think, uh, do you feel lucky, punk? It's, well, do you, punk? It's, uh, the actual line is, do you feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Question mark. Yeah. And then with uh, Star Wars, it's, Luke, I am your father. That is not what he says. He says, he answers the question. No, Luke. No. I am your father. Oh, that's right. Okay. Why do people do that? I don't know. I feel it has something to do with the context of the line. Like, if I were to say, no, I am your father, would that still make sense? Or would you know where that came from? I think it's also been, like, like Luke, I am your father, I think it's been used to help provide context for the quote. Mm-hmm. Like maybe yeah. in the beginning yeah. days of that quote, just saying, no, I'm your father, wasn't enough for someone to know what you were talking about yet. Yeah. Until exactly. it's said so often that it becomes lore it becomes part mm-hmm. of the story even though right. it's not actually factual yeah yes. right especially if you're saying i am your father what what are you talking well then i want my alimony check oh yeah. luke i am your father okay you're talking about star wars <laughs> Two completely different conversations exactly so um let's see i'm trying to decide if i should do this as a two-parter so yeah i think so so these are um these are phrases um idioms that people say in certain situations um so we'll do the first part, and uh, and then there's there's a second part to these phrases that is often forgotten in most cases. Um, for in one case, it's just uh, a meaning that's switched. So um, I'll start off. Um, so this is a phrase that you say when you and someone else have the same brilliant idea. No, what's what's the? This? No more drugs. <laughs> Mark. Jinx. No, no, no. This is a phrase you say oh, when you oh. and someone else have... Great minds think alike. That's correct. Oh, okay. Great minds think alike. Alright, well done, Mark. Uh, this morbid phrase warns against asking too many questions. Or putting your nose where it doesn't belong. Seeing if the stove is hot by touching it. No more drugs. Yeah? If you play with fire, you get burned? No, no, that's not the one. It's a morbid phrase uh, that features an animal. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is it, man, what is it? It's the curiosity of the cat? uh, Cat has nine lives, or...? You're you're like so close. I'm like so close. I can't figure it out. Uh, should I? Just, you uh, should give it to him. That's it? it's pretty. Curiosity that's... killed the cat. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay, that's that was so for. close to Man, saying. I was like, I'm trying so hard not to right say. Right I'm not gonna right be there. a peanut gallery this week. Right okay. Okay. Uh, this saying implies that family means more to you than other things. No more drugs. Was that me or you? That was you. Okay. Um, is that blood is thicker than water? Yes, blood oh, is thicker than water. Woo! I gotta get four more to catch up to you. <laughs> this capital quote explains why something complicated isn't finished yet. Hmm. This capital quote explains why something complicated isn't finished yet. No more drugs for that man. Mark. 
mind your P's and Q's? No, no, no. Um, this, this quote involves construction. I got nothing either. What is that one? The answer to this one is Rome wasn't built. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> capital. I'm figuring See, that's what I was thinking. I was like, capital. The letter capital? B. <laughs> Small C, big this C. This episode is brought to you by the letter B. So, um, so three of those, great minds think alike, Curiosity Killed the Cat and Rome Wasn't Built in a Day, have second parts. Can anyone tell me the second part to great minds think alike? I never thought there was a second part to that. I didn't know there was. And the cool thing is that uh, these kind of changed the entire meanings of the quotes. Oh. So Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, let's start with one, and then we'll move forward. Yeah. Okay. Great minds think alike. Okay, yeah. great minds think alike. Okay, so... Second part to that phrase. No? I feel like it's got to be like the opposite. Yeah, but you're an idiot. But I know that's not <laughs> it. But you're an idiot. That's the... <laughs> Historic quotes. Great minds think alike, but not today. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm... The answer is, though fools seldom differ. So ah. great minds think alike. We might be geniuses <laughs> together, but fools seldom differ. So I know that they rush in. I didn't know about the they, second part. Oh, though. yeah. Okay. They rush in oh, and no. seldom Did differ. Did it again. There we go. All right, so the next one, curiosity killed the cat. Anyone know the second part to that phrase? Oh, I've heard this before. It's... So. Curiosity killed the cat, but I'm still blanking on it though. I feel like this is gonna be like new information. I, I don't know. I don't know that yeah. one. But satisfaction brought it back. <laughs> so this is a warning not to be curious, a... but the the hidden left out part is yeah. that satisfaction brought. But if you are curious, don't worry. You'll be resurrected. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> you'll find out <laughs> what it is, back. and it'll all be okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a misleading quote. If you uh, burn and into a bunch of flames. It's fine. It's okay. It'll just come. It's a, it's a phoenix. It. It's a fe The cat was actually a phoenix. You got an extra actually, life. It's <laughs> fine. You got you got, you got eight more lives left. Cats used to be phoenixes. That's where they got that. Yeah, yeah they right. used to be birds. Felix. Okay. That's a good connection. There. So, um, Rome wasn't built in a day. There's a second part to this phrase as well. Oh, is it like, but Paris took a month or something? Like... No, that's pretty <laughs> funny. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day, but the rest of the world took like forever. A couple of days. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. Please talk to my union rep. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. That's what it's been amended to now. No, uh, the answer is Rome wasn't built in a day, but it burned in one. Oh, right. Isn't that deep? <laughs> that's what I've heard. I've heard that it did. But wow. it burned in one. So watch it. That's rough. That's like that's turned into the whole like it it takes forever to build something but it takes no time to destroy it kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe that's mm. what it originally that's probably what it originally meant. Probably. And then they just took it took it in two and gave it something else. Yeah. Um so uh the last one, blood is thicker than water. This is just uh, a misunderstood quote. Okay. Um, so I'll just go ahead and say it. it's that uh, it actually means that the blood of the covenant. Yeah. It's, it's from the Bible, I guess. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the blood of the covenant, or an oath, or an obligation that you've made, is thicker than the water of the womb. Ah, okay. The water okay. of the womb, yeah. meaning your family. So it's actually saying the exact oh. opposite than what people use it for today. And so my last question, as a um, a bonus, if you know it, is what is the term? or the word that you use to describe a word or phrase that is said wrong habitually. Yeah, and I learned this 
through a debate with my wife about the name of a certain item. So the word for it is eggcorn. Anything that oh, you've been yes. saying wrong all your life yeah. is called an eggcorn. And it's called an eggcorn because of an acorn. Because an acorn. And I had a debate for years with Pamela that it was called acorn, not eggcorn. And she refused no. to believe me until I looked up what oh, is an right. acorn and I found out it's the word for something you're saying wrong. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, um... Song lyrics. It's like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Do you know what that's called? No, uh-uh. It's called a mondegreen. Is misheard song lyrics. Wow. And that's kind Mom of like, the, it goes from like the eggcorn kind of idea. Is that like, um, it was a long, long time ago, this woman, this in Ireland, it originated in Ireland, this woman was singing a song. Yeah. And the, the I think the lyrics were, as they lay on the green, they, she thought it was mondegreen instead of on the green. Yeah. And so mondegreen <laughs> has become hilarious. the term for when you misunderstand song lyrics. That's so funny. Like, yeah. Beautiful. Like, so it's uh, like an acorn. Like uh, Purple Haze and, you know, that song by Jimi Hendrix, Excuse Me While I Kiss, kiss the Sky versus Kiss the Sky. Like, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, right. I didn't know you rolled that way. There's a, there's a ton of them, too. Like, they have a lot of, like, mainstream songs that you can find easily online yeah. about all the the Mondegreens they have. But I, I went to, I actually won a game of Hangman one time because I knew that word. Because what happened, that was my word. Yeah. That I was like, I just I just found out about this word the other day. I'm going to use it for Hangman. And it was like me and four other people that were super smart people. And none of them figured it out. And I was like, what? And then the bartender came over. Bartenders mm -hmm. are very smart, by the way. Yes, they, they are. They come over. He came over. And he was like, he saw it upside. He was looking at it upside down. And he there's only like five letters. And it's like a it's like a 12-letter word. And he just looked at it and says, oh. That's Mondegreen. And I'm like, what? How'd you, what? How'd you know that? These people have glasses on. And they, <laughs> they didn't know this. And you knew that you just came up and glanced at it and you knew what it was. And I was like, how'd you know that? Do you know what that means? And it was like, yeah, that's like a misheard song lyric. And that was it. And I was like, wow. And now like, we're like best friends. <laughs> so it's nice. like, but it's, but that's interesting. That's an acorn, acorn also. Acorn and Mondegreen. I've learned two things today. Yeah. Thank you. That's all right. what we're here for. That that's what so this podcast is all about. What what's what's the score looking like? So far, I'm in last place, um, and you guys are tied with four. <gasps> okay, so that very, very, so that means <laughs> whatever happens here, I have seven questions, oh, and, okay. and and admittedly, I'm I'm all over the place. And in fact, I have to I have to kind of explain. My buzzer last week was um, Duffman, yeah, Duffman, and uh, it is a quote from the movie Face Off with Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, and it is. After he's, uh, you know, get, you see, he's Sound rolling around. Jordan. Oscar winner Nicholas Cage <laughs> rolling around on the floor because he had a noopsie, took his face off. So these yeah. are all notable oopses, obviously, but they're not just about movies. They're also other things that we'll go into. However, start with number one. The movie Moonlight won the Oscar for Best Picture at last year's Academy Awards, the 89th Academy Awards. What picture was incorrectly announced as the winner for Best Picture that ceremony? We have losers. We have losers. We have people that don't have it. We ben. have people that are morally corrupt. Shut him up. We have <laughs> don't we all wish that? La La Land. La La Land is correct. La La Land. La Land. Bonus question. Who announced the incorrect winner? <laughs> Nick. Oh, I feel like I'm gonna get this wrong, but I, I, 
I thought it was uh, Warren Beatty. Was it him? I'll give it to you because he Warren was on Beatty. the stage <laughs> when Faye Dunaway announced it, but yes. Yeah, both, yes, both okay, of them okay, were yeah. the couple that announced <laughs> La La Land, and uh, yeah, Moonlight actually won. <laughs> Question, that was so fun. Question number two. In 1982, two MIT students created a game called Crazy Auto by modifying a Pac-Man machine. The company Midway liked it so much they bought it from the students and created what? You're not a nice person. <laughs> ben. Atari? That is incorrect. Yeah. I don't teach us. I can't. No? No, I don't. Final, yeah. final answer-ish? Yeah. Miss Pac-Man. Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> Midway, really? repla Midway replaced Otto with Pac-Man wearing a bow, and Miss Pac-Man was born. I thought it was going to be so much more complicated uh, than that. That's oh, right. That's right. <laughs> Question three. At the 1991 International Consumer Electronics Show, which is an annual trade show organized by the Consumer Technology Association, usually held in Las Vegas each and every year, Sony launched a new console that was created with Nintendo. It was essentially a Super Nintendo entertainment system with a built-in CD-ROM. However, the day after the announcement, Nintendo broke its deal with Sony and partnered with Philips instead. What resulted from that lucrative oops? Nick. Is it Dreamcast? That is incorrect. The Walkman? That is incorrect. That's a good answer. <laughs> I'm just going out on a limb here. Oh, man. CD Walkman, not the tape walk. Well, if it's a CD console, then it's got it. I own a big chunk of the Bank of America building at 1290 Avenue of the... Ben. Um, is it the PlayStation? That is correct. <laughs> oh my god, okay. Sony PlayStation. <laughs> Narrowing that one down. That was... Because they decided to go on their own, and obviously that was probably the best deal that they could have made for themselves. Wow. I'm getting a theme here. They're all simpler than we think they are. Yeah. That's what <laughs> question number four. Have you two... This is not, obviously, the, the, the question, not the answer. Um, have you seen Being John Malkovich? Either one of you? Mm, yeah, a while back. Yeah, so. yeah? okay. So I'm you've seen the film. Movies. And obviously, for people that haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's actually a story of a puppeteer who finds a portal into the titular actor's head and begins charging money to spend 15 minutes in the body before being dumped on the side of the New Jersey Turnpike. In one particular scene, an extra in the movie who snuck a beer on set drives by and yells, Think fast, Malkovich! Before doing something that director Spike Jones liked so much he kept in the film. Simpler than we think. I will be the greatest president that... Um, throwing the beer to him? And hitting him in the head, that is correct. Okay. <laughs> I will give it to you because oh it's very, very specific. So, uh, keeping on that same same theme where, you know, there's, there's things where the camera just keeps rolling and the director says, that's gold, it was unscripted, let's go with that. Same concept, different movie. What was the infamous unscripted scene that was left in Raiders of the Lost Ark as a result of Harrison Ford suffering from dysentery? Our country needs... Ben. A truly great leader. I have to let him finish now. Um, uh, this is the scene where um, the the man with the swords is flinging those swords all around, and uh, Sir Harrison just put, uh, pulled out the gun and, and shot him. That is correct. Yeah. In fact, that's ver verbatim, verbatim what I have written down here. That is absolutely <laughs> And I think that's what later on... Okay, so 
debatably maybe not the best movie out of the series, but yeah. the last one, there's a there's a line in the movie where he's like, "You just brought a gun to a knife fight or something like that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brought a knife yeah. to a gunfight. Right. In the in the in the diner, that was inspired by that scene because like an, like an it has, homage. It has to be. Yeah. yeah. It has to be. That's a great sure. scene. That's such a funny scene. Question six. Sam Rockwell was recently nominated for Best Supporting Actor for the movie Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Speaking of Missouri, don't ever go to Missouri. In fact, I saw Ozark and this movie back to back. I'm never going to the Keystone State. Or it's not the Keystone State. It's the Show Me State, excuse me. However, in this 1999 comedy, Sam Rockwell was part of an out-of-this-world cast of mistaken identity involving a group of has-been science fiction actors as they are forced to assume their old roles after they've been abducted by aliens. Congratulations! <laughs> ben! Galaxy Quest. That is correct. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, movie. that's a great movie. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman, that movie. man. Great stuff. He looked like an alien. It was great. With with the like <laughs> dilapidated yeah. lettuce thing on his scalp as it just keeps yeah, going on and on. It was like cabbage. My lord. More or less, maybe. Do you remember the ca I, I don't remember off the top of my head. What was the catchphrase from, from the show? By something's hammer. <laughs> yes. Right. By Valgrar's hammer or something. Right, right, like right. That. Tony Shalhoub. And uh, apropos of nothing, just because I just found this completely interesting and... Uh, again, it alludes to the theme for this week's show, Lost in Translation, not just a movie starring ScarJo and Bill Murray. In December, 19, uh, in December of 1977, then-President Jimmy Carter planned a trip to Poland to, to deliver a speech. At this time, the Polish nation was struggling under the pressure from the then-formed Soviet Union, and unfortunately for Carter, what should have just been a dull, routine-type speech turned into a disastrous misunderstanding that wasn't just politically insulting, but embarrassing as well. Among several insulting comments taken from Carter's translator during the trip, Carter mentioned how he was glad to be in Poland. Seems like a harmless thing to say, but it was translated as he was happy to what? And the, and the, hint, and the hint that I will give you is that it is something that our current president condones. Uh... Because our leaders are stupid. <laughs> our politicians are stupid. Ben. I, I only press the button to hear the sound, but so my guess is um, that he was translated to say he was happy to take their money. Incorrect. I give... You give in? Yeah. You're caving? Nick? So, he was glad to be in Poland, but his translator incorrectly translated to the people of Poland, he was happy to grab Poland's private parts. Yes! <laughs> so, need, needless Should've to say, not a, good, not a good trip. Or did he say that and then said that the translator got it wrong? Could very well be, I don't know, but uh, there's a couple other things. It was just, uh, like, when I was reading the article, there were many, many things that I'm almost positive that that translator was left in Poland by the Carter administration as they were departing on Air Force One. They just left him behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that, that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, yeah, like who won? Looks like we, we all tied. tied. You guys both tied? We, we all tied. We all got four. Really? Yeah. Oh, we're all winners. Big. We did it, guys. How, how, we did it, everyone. How did I get that last one? Did I get that I last one? I don't know. That was, I think I that think was just, just a magic that. point. It's a magical <laughs> point. <laughs>
It was magic that's in your, the game That's points. your uh, handicap. <laughs> that is his hero's journey. <laughs> that's what I got. I got a handicap. But yeah. that's what you get for, for hosting. Oh, yeah. I got a two-point handicap for hosting the show. Yeah. His hero's journey, he, he overcame obstacles in order to yeah. be where he is right now. We're all in one flat. Mm. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing about mythology, movie quotes being misquoted. You know, that happens all the time. And... Terrible things Jimmy Carter said in the past. All things to take away from this. <laughs> and if you want to ask Jimmy about it, just go to a field in Virginia. <laughs> yes. Where you can find his bust his representative. Bust. Actually, I don't know if he's there, because I think it only goes up to a certain year where they made You just them. gotta ruin the joke, don't you? <laughs> <laughs>